Welcome to the Daily Devotions Podcast from Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today, this Epiphany of Our Lord, the 6th of January, in the year of our Lord, 2024, in the time of Christmas. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany of Our Lord. Although the Feast of Epiphany commemorates no particular concrete event, it is one of the most important days in the liturgical calendar one of the principal feasts. On Epiphany, we remember that the God who became man in Bethlehem, that the babe in the manger, needed present no proof that he was true man, but that he did indeed need to prove that he was true God. He did this superabundantly with the manifestations of the Trinity and the signs, wonders, and miracles that dot the pages of the New Testament record. In the Western Church tradition, Epiphany has become associated with the visit of the Magi, and this is fitting, for the Magi represent all the nations that were brought into the new covenant through Christ, the true epiphany being the revelation of Christ as Lord, God, Savior, and King. Our readings for today are Psalm 45, Psalm 72, Isaiah chapter 66, verses 1 through 20, Luke chapter 3, verses 21 through 38, and paragraphs 25 through 33 of part two of the large catechism. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today's first reading from the Psalter is the 45th Psalm. My heart overflows with a pleasing theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. You are the most handsome of the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, in your splendor and majesty. In your majesty ride out victoriously, for the cause of truth and meekness and righteousness. Let your right hand teach you awesome deeds. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. The peoples fall under you. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From ivory palaces stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Hear, O daughter, and consider and incline your ear. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. Since he is your lord, bow to him. The people of Tyre will seek your favor with gifts, the richest of the people. All glorious is the princess in her chamber, with robes interwoven with gold. In many colored robes she is led to the king, with her virgin companions following behind her. With joy and gladness they are led along as they enter the palace of the king. In place of your fathers shall be your sons. You will make them princes in all the earth. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore nations will praise you forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's second reading from the Psalter is the 72nd Psalm. 
Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness, and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people, and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the children of the needy, and crush the oppressor. May they fear you while the sun endures, and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that watered the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish, and peace abound till the moon be no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes bow down before him, and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him, all nations serve him. For he delivers the needy when he calls, the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy, and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live, may gold of Sheba be given to him, may prayer be made for him continually, and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land, on the tops of the mountains may it wave, may its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities, like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever, his fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him, all nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, and we will be reading the 66th chapter, verses 1 through 20. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me, and what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit, and trembles at my word. He who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb like one who breaks a dog's neck. He who presents a grain offering like one who offers pig's blood. He who makes a memorial offering of frankincense like one who blesses an idol. These have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations. I also will choose harsh treatment for them, and bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not listen. But they did what was evil in my eyes, and chose that in which I did not delight. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Your brothers who hate you, and cast you out for my name's sake, have said, Let the Lord be glorified, that we may see your joy. But it is they who shall be put to shame." the sound of an uproar from the city, a sound from the temple, the sound of the Lord, rendering recompense to his enemies. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came upon her, 
she delivered a son. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I, who cause to bring forth, shut the womb, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse, you shall be carried upon her hip, and bounced upon her knees. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass. And the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants, and he shall show his indignation against his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come in fire, and his chariots like the whirlwind, to render his anger in fury, and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire will the Lord enter into judgment, and by his sword with all flesh, and those slain by the Lord shall be many. Those who sanctify and purify themselves to go into the gardens, following one in the midst, eating pig's flesh and the abomination and mice, shall come to an end together, declares the Lord. For I know their works and their thoughts, and the time is coming to gather all nations in tongues, and they shall come and shall see my glory, and I will set a sign among them, and from them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Pul, and Lud, who draw the bow, to Tubal and Javan, to the coastlands far away, that have not heard my fame or seen my glory. And they shall declare my glory among the nations, and they shall bring all your brothers from all the nations as an offering to the Lord, on horses and in chariots, and in litters and on mules, and on dromedaries, to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord. Just as the Israelites bring their grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Luke, and we will be reading the third chapter, verses 21 through 38. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Jesus, when his ministry began, was about thirty years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Janai, the son of Joseph, the son of Mathatias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Maath, the son of Mathatias, the son of Semain, the son of Josek, the son of Yoda, the son of Yonan, the son of Riza, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adi, the son of Kosam, the son of Elmadam, the son of Er, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of Jorim, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, 
the son of Shimeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Meleah, the son of Menah, the son of Mathathah, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salah, the son of Nashon, the son of Amminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Arni, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Ru, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalil, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's reading from the Book of Concord comes from the Large Catechism, and we will be reading Part 2, paragraphs 25 through 33. Article 2 And in Jesus Christ is only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Here we learn to know the second person of the Godhead. We see what we have from God over and above the temporal goods mentioned before. We see how he has completely poured forth himself and withheld nothing from us. Now this article is very rich and broad, but in order to explain it briefly also and in a childlike way, we shall take up one phrase and sum up the entire article. As we have said, we may learn from this article how we have been redeemed. We shall base this on these words, in Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, if you are asked, what do you believe in the second article about Jesus Christ? Answer briefly, I believe that Jesus Christ, God's true Son, has become my Lord. But what does it mean to become Lord? It is this, he has redeemed me from sin, from the devil, from death, and from all evil. For before I did not have a lord or king, but was captive under the devil's power, condemned to death, stuck in sin and blindness. For when we had been created by God the Father, and had received from him all kinds of good, the devil came and led us into disobedience, sin, death, and all evil. So we fell under God's wrath and displeasure, and were doomed to eternal damnation just as we had merited and deserved. There was no counsel, help, or comfort until this only and eternal Son of God, in his immeasurable goodness, had compassion upon our misery and wretchedness. He came from heaven to help us. So those tyrants and jailers are all expelled now. In their place has come Jesus Christ, Lord of life, righteousness, every blessing and salvation. He has delivered us poor lost people from hell's jaws, has won us, has made us free, and has brought us again into the Father's favor and grace. He has taken us as his own property, under his shelter and protection, so that he may govern us by his righteousness, wisdom, power, life, and blessedness. Let this, then, be the sum of this article. The little word, Lord, means simply the same as Redeemer. 
It means the one who has brought us from Satan to God, from death to life, from sin to righteousness, and who preserves us in the same. But all the points that follow in this article serve no other purpose than to explain and express this redemption. They explain how and by whom it was accomplished. They explain how much it cost him, and what he spent and risked so that he might win us and bring us under his dominion. It explains that he became man, was conceived and born without sin, from the Holy Spirit and from the Virgin Mary, so that he might overcome sin. Further, it explains that he suffered, died, and was buried, so that he might make satisfaction for me and pay what I owe, not with silver or gold, but with his own precious blood. And he did all this in order to become my Lord. He did none of these things for himself, nor did he have any need for redemption. After that he rose again from the dead, swallowed up and devoured death, and finally ascended into heaven, and assumed the government at the Father's right hand. He did these things so that the devil and all powers must be subject to him and lie at his feet, until finally, at the last day, he will completely divide and separate us from the wicked world, the devil, death, sin, and such. To explain all these individual points does not belong to brief sermons for children. That belongs to fuller sermons that extend throughout the entire year, especially at those times that are appointed for the purpose of treating each article at length, for Christ's birth, sufferings, resurrection, ascension, and so on. Yes, the entire gospel that we preach is based on this point, that we properly understand this article as that upon which our salvation and all our happiness rests. It is so rich and complete that we can never learn it fully. This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I now invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud if you are somewhere it would be reasonable to do so, but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. The Lord knows what is in your heart. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in whatever calling has been given you or task set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.